You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. Man, You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Bonsoir, everyone, and welcome to the Gates of an International Podcast. I guess we're going to be speaking French to start, given what we saw tonight by this <laughs> afternoon by Mathieu Valbueno, Valbuena, Le Petit Velo, as he's called. Uh, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time you're listening or watching. Hope everyone's doing great. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do a quick episode tonight. It was just a league game, dramatic league game and that, but... Yeah, there's other drama going on tonight in Greek football. I don't think we're going to talk much about that, but we could in the end. Maybe I'll talk about it a little bit. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, I guess with that, we'll just shout out our sponsor real quick to Perez International. You guys know Perez International, the shipping company. Uh, whatever you're shipping, olive oil packages, cars, anything. They're there to help you. Uh, freight forwarding services to any port around the world. Just contact our friends at 410-675-4696 or email them at sales at pireosintl.com. Anyway, that's it. We're, we're getting off quick. Um, first thoughts about to, today's game. Costa, did you enjoy it? It was actually a fairly decent game for a Greek yeah. football match. It was uh, it was up and down, so yeah, it was a was a decent game. I was a, I was afraid it might be one of those games after a big victory midweek against uh, against Fenerbahce, where we come back to the Greek league and we struggle. And yeah, thank goodness, uh, Oleg Rebchuk with another fantastic performance, uh, all action combat performance from from our Moldovan Lightning. Yeah, and really, you know, he's won the free kick. Uh, that led to the the winner. He's won the penalties. Put his body on the line again and again and again. And it's been a great week. I mean, this time three last wins. Week, exactly. This time last week, we just come out from the Ike game, winning three two away from home. Then Fenerbahce, and then this, and it's it's three wins on the trot. And it's been a good week. Indeed, a very good week. Um... Uh, I remember going into the international break, we were talking about what happens if Olympiacos loses both with Ike and Fenerbahce. That was a conversation we were having, like, oh no, what's going to happen? Team's not playing well. Team's not particularly playing well, but they're picking up results, you know, like, that's huge. You see teams like Ike and Pauk right now not playing well, and they're not picking up results, so it's the difference. Um. It's just difficult to watch some of these games, though, I find. Like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, the performance is just, uh, there's just something missing. Like, today, I think uh, we really lacked some creativity. And I don't, I think you may have said it in the chat, the team's, like, disjointed almost. Like, the the back line's not connected to the midfield, and the midfield's not connected very well to the wingers and strikers. I don't know. It just seems like just a... Uh, I don't know, just not great, not great. Um, but you know what? I, I don't know. I see some positives in the team. Um, I just think there's there's a few things missing. I thought Gary Rodriguez is coming in looking very good. I think Ronnie Lopez is finally talking, talking, walking the walk, I should say. I think he he's looking good. I would have kept both of them on, to be honest, and I would have moved Lopez on into the 10 and taken um, – Aibua for Masuras. And I don't know. I, I, I think there's signs that things are turning around. I think uh, the team re- needs to kick on in January, maybe use that time to regroup. Um, I think the biggest thing I'm concerned about is we're not going anywhere in Europe with uh, the central defender pairing we had yesterday. And with Socrates' health, I don't know. 
if he's going to be making it through those cold nights in February, two games a week, you know. So I don't I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but I think um, we'll see. Yeah, well, uh, look, I think it was a little bit better today. I think the fact that Volos came into the game with, uh, you know, quite an open mentality. They didn't just come to park the bus and and wait for us. They, you know, they played a kind of football that also made for, like I said, a decent game in terms of Greek football. And I think in the first half, it was one of our more more creative first halves. We didn't, I mean, we didn't get, we didn't get a goal, but there were quite a few, few openings. I think Ronnie Lopez's uh, shot on the post was in the first half. Uh, Jan and Villar also hitting the post from a, from a set piece. He got onto the, he got onto a cross, headed it onto the post. And then the keepers kind of somehow managed to get it off the line. We never saw a replay, but let's assume that there's goal line technology in Greece. I have absolutely no idea, but. Uh, I don't think there is. I think they used the VAR. For goal line technology, they like look at clips from VAR. If I remember, yeah, there was they don't have goal line technology. I think someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember seeing this. But I don't think it went in. Like, I don't think it was very close. I think it hit the post and then he pushed it out, and I didn't think it was close. Yeah, I know yeah, Adi anyway. said he thought it went in in our trap, but the more I looked at it, I was like, oh, it was nowhere near going in. But I'm not sure. But in any case, I think it, it was it was better in the first half i it was the the defending and the the play that led to their penalty was rather shocking um and therein lies you know this point about the team being a little bit disjointed and disconnected because um i think you said that cisse got dis dispossessed uh while we yeah, were i'm looking at it again i think it was cisse so i'm looking at the highlights and of course the freaking highlights cut it out but you see Cissé running as fast as he can back into position. I'm 99% sure it was Cissé took a heavy touch. Someone took it right off him and down we were we were playing. Yeah. Like Cissé had uh, Ruben Semedo type moments. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but uh, okay. It led to the, he played the ball in. I'm watching it now. He plays the ball in and then Vatschuk very poor goes down early yeah but by that point the, by that point the damage is done anyway because you just see the ball break to one of their faster attackers and you think oh, yeah. okay here we go and then bars played him on side and, yeah. and then he's through and then the keeper yeah he was slow off his line couldn't do a lot but then he redeemed himself he yeah he, re made, he redeemed himself for sure but made the, a great save great God, save his movement is terrible i'm watching the goal back again just so slow like Okay, something, something like when he was diving down for it, it looked like it took like ten years. Anyway, it's something that we talked about before, though. Isn't yeah, it? I, I mean, know, the... but there's just something. He's the guy's crocked. I can just you can anyone who well, I think the guy's fucked. Like he has talent. He's a good goalkeeper. I think if he was healthy, it would be fantastic. But there's obviously problems with the guy. But anyway, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe he wouldn't be in Greece if everything. Yeah, no, for sure. Normal, think, but yeah. but okay, uh, what what he lacks in in pace. And speed now he makes up for with his with his mind and his reading of the game. Yeah, he's quite intelligent. Um, but okay, sometimes yeah, the cross comes in and you're a little bit afraid. Is he going to come out? Is he not? Uh, yeah. Big discussion about uh, the goalkeeper and the cup game against Levadiagos is this week, is it not? It is. So let's see if Christensen gets a call, where Dolakis gets a call. In any case, I think he's definitely going to get a rest. I think quite a few people will get a rest for that game. Uh, there's a comment from Aris P said, uh, reminding us that the Bar Cisse partnership uh, was uh, was at the heart of the defence during the legendary win against Arsenal at the Emirates. That's right, mate. But um, you know, two seasons later, and you know, after that, after that famous victory as well. Bar made these comments to the, I think the Senegalese press or the French press that he felt like he'd won everything with the Lubiagos and, you know, it was time for him to move on essentially is what he was saying. Um, again, two years later, he's had that back injury last year, that, which that's complicated. Uh, that back injury that he has, shouldn't underestimate it, but he's not looking anything like that player that we saw a couple of years ago that came in really strong and physical just the concentration it's almost um it's almost like bar is a version of the clumsy cisse 
yeah. that we that we saw like some years ago. You know, I always thought Bob was shit. I I you can go back and I always. Go. Like, the guy has no technique. I said this to Adi, like, and Adi was like, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. You're talking bullshit. Like, the guy just flies in. He lunges in with two legs. His arms are flying like he's a fucking MMA fighter. I just think the guy, like, lacks technical ability and and not form and, like, he's playing well, but technical form. His body tackles. He doesn't know how to use his arms, like. I just think the guy's a walking liability. I always have. And I don't think up here it's so great with him. Like, he'll fly in. Passes will be way I, I just don't trust the guy. I think. I he's think quite clumsy. Is, he's clumsy, but I, I just think the technique is off as well. I just, I don't I've always said that. And, but anyway, like, the guy hasn't been playing so much as well. I don't know what to say. Like, anyway, I just don't want to see Usain Ba. I don't want to see Usain Ba playing European games, you know? like It's a hard situation with the centre-backs right now because I did think in the Fenerd game, Ba and Zise looked to have a better a better kind of chemistry than Socrates yeah. and Zise or Socrates and Ba. But you should, I think that we, we, did a, we did a Q&A on Instagram and it was... This question came up a couple of times. Like, you know, what's going on with the centre backs? What would you do with Bar? And it's like we have we have Bar, we have Cisse, we have Socrates, we have Semedo, and we don't know what we're going to do with him. We have this we have this player Markovic. Do you want to hear something? I think uh, Semedo could play against Levadia, of course. I don't know. Say again. Say what? I think I think Semedo may play with Levadia, of course. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays thirty minutes. So what now? Semedo's going to play instead of Markovic against Levadiago. No, no, no. I'm saying I think so. I think a Ba Markovic pairing may start, and I think Semedo may be. I would not be surprised cameo. if he's on the squad list and he makes a cameo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I have a good feeling about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think they're trying to rehabilitate his image. We'll see. I don't you know. Saw, did you did you see the press the other day? He was um he was quoted in the Portuguese press about you know, uh, you know who wouldn't want to move to Porto and I'd love to go to Porto and blah blah blah. It's yeah, like, okay. it's like Cheers, mate. seriously, like you're you're in the situation that you're in and you're making statements to the Portuguese press about a move and you're just like seriously, guy. Like, yeah, man. Like, come on. <laughs> who wouldn't love him more it's not working job. at the back though man it's not working at the back the only uh, funnily enough like we've been very critical of uh of kenny lala and and oleg rebchuk from from time to time not not all of us some of us in, in different degrees when it comes to both players actually but i do want to focus on on oleg rebchuk for a little bit because the tendency in Greece, uh, and and with Olympiacos fans that aren't living in Greece, is is, is in, in general we get dragged into this kind of mentality of uh, he's shit, he's great, he's awesome, he's nothing. Like we've got to decide what what we're what we're what we're talking about when it comes to not just this player, but we need to have like some how to say we need to be a bit more. Measured. We need to have a gray zone. We don't. It doesn't it need to be, to be one or zero. Than, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, know. yeah. You can't just either be black or white. He's great yeah. or he's shit. I think we. The problem has always been that he was compared with what his predecessor was doing, and let's not forget that essentially Costas Timikas was never replaced. Guys, we're talking about a player that plays for Liverpool. Costas Timikas plays. For Liverpool, he's pushing Andy Robertson for a starting spot in what for me is the best team in the world right now. So let's just everybody digest that. Okay. Then we didn't sign anybody. We asked Jose Jolebas to come back. Right. Yeah. That was. No, I, I think the thing with. Uh... Rehabchuk has just always been, is the technical ability going to be there? I think the um, there have always been some questions. I don't know about some. I, I remember in Frankfurt, he uh, he made a mistake on the goal. And I, I, in Frankfurt, that's in Frankfurt. Yeah. But it's more just like the guy plays so many games. He's one of the few players who plays every single game. He's like one of the first names on the team sheet at the moment. So 
And he plays with the same intensity every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's... It's, it's, it's unreal. Like, you just see him chasing down the balls that he's lost, like, covering yeah. into midfield and then just did, like the, sprinting up again. I think the, the main thing is uh, Oleg Rebchuk's not the problem, you know? Like, can we say that? Like, uh, and to be honest with you, every time I see a team sheet or something, I don't know what the... I can't diagnose the problem well with this team. Like, I don't want to come on here and play... Uh, play like football expert like when i saw the team sheet i was thought this looks like a good team like we should batter them you know what i mean and then we see what we saw for uh for today so i just don't know like maybe i would have started valbuena instead of little camara today like okay i don't know i think valbuena these are the games valbuena should be playing you know like at home um against smaller teams but i don't know uh it just, it seems like the goals have dried up. Is that right? In the past, like, other than the I game where they gifted one or two, like, like the goals have just, maybe I'm just comparing it to, to recent, but I'm just like, feel like it's so hard to get, not even, it's like we scored every single chance we had with Ike, but we didn't even have so many opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, um, how many, what, how many, uh, like three on ones or like four on twos did we have today where we were breaking? Oh, and I think, god, it's I think, shocking! Yeah, and I think it was Agibukamara was, you know, at the heart of a lot of those counter attacks where he's stolen the ball in midfield and he's broken yeah. away and he's had players to his left, to his right, ahead of him, and it's the wrong pass, it's just a bad decision or poor execution. And you, okay, like I'm not, I'm not criticizing him. I don't want to criticize him specifically on this, but yeah, he did have a poor game today. He was subbed off at half time. He's been playing relentlessly, nonstop. Everybody, you know, everybody and anybody can have an off day. And, you know, he's been he's been great up until now. But there is a there is a problem. We don't have that that front three isn't settled. No. We saw a front three today with Gary Rodriguez and Ronnie Lopez on the pitch. That's the first time we've ever seen that. And it's it's December. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Don't remind me. I have final exams, final papers due. So let's 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 lean okay, off uh, yeah. the December timeline. Huh? Let's. Uh... <laughs> but but I do oh. want to say one one last comment on Oleg because I said this before. It's like this guy is in some ways, or in many ways, a role model for anybody that wants to play professional football. Yeah. His his behavior. His dedication, his drive, his uh, determination, his work rate, everything on the pitch. So if you don't have those qualities, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. If you can put the talent and those qualities together, you've got a great, like, a great player. Yeah. And those players with those traits, they will work hard in training to improve. And still to this day, I believe it's not by chance that the Portuguese folks that we talked to when we were when we were assigning him, they told us that this guy has more upside than Zaidu, the current Porto left back. And yeah. we're starting we're starting to see it. What was it? Seven out of nine connected crosses against Fenerbahce, connected yeah. quite a few crosses today as well. And you you see a little bit the technique is getting is getting better. Okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's gonna have his his off days as well, but ah, credit to him. I just I wanted to to recognize that. Yeah, and I want to say you go back to, uh, we do the player ratings. Who was the man of the match for Svener in the player ratings? Oleg. I mean, who yeah, was the player Oleg. of the match against Volos? Well, we're Oleg. gonna get to man of the it's, match later, but for me, it was Oleg. Yeah. It's uh. Like it's not easy for a left back to do that, you know. I don't know. I uh, I have my critiques of the guy. I think technically, just sometimes it's so shocking, but it is getting better. It is getting better. So um, I I don't know. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. There's a lot more players who I'm upset with. One thing I want to talk about though is the other fullback, Kenny Lava. I don't get what the hell this is. Like you choose one fullback and you let the fullback play. Like this bullshit of subbing fullbacks is. Is terrible. I just, I, I, I'm really, I can't be asked about it. Like the when he, uh, when he took uh, what's his name, uh, what's his name, Blala off at halftime. Like, 
Lala didn't even have a bad game. Like, I don't yeah. know. I think you could see that there were a couple of players that were tired today. I don't know if he was one of them. That's the only excuse yeah. that I can find because otherwise... I think he was on the edge of starting Andrutos and he was like, no, let's go with La La. And then he was like, at halftime, fuck, I should have started Andrutos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was... Yeah. The subs were were good and early today, but, like, we had made all five subs by, like, the 65th minute. And Yeah, and that's something like... that I... That's something that I do want to reflect on a little bit. But yeah. but before we do, um, quick shout. Guys, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe uh, while you're watching this. Also, we have dropped the link to join us in the chat if you'd like to get on, share your views. Um, yeah, don't be shy. Yeah, if you Don't think your English isn't great. If you want to speak Greek, you can speak Greek. We can translate. No worries. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, back to the game. So the subs, I mean, I... Yeah, I, The, the I halftime subs in. worked, though. I felt like the team looked good, but I wouldn't have taken Rodriguez off. I thought the final, the final decision was a bit off with Gary today, but I think he is doing things I haven't seen many Olympiacos wingers do in a while, you know, taking players on, going past players, winning fouls, you know, so... I, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was as impactful as he was in other games. I still, I no, get a no. feeling. I still get a feeling he was still a little bit affected by the injuries he's had the last few games, and he was almost yeah. playing a, a gear that was lower than than in previous games. But he still, he still caused problem with his, problems with his with his uh, with his pace. He still got in behind, and you know there were a couple of opportunities where you thought he could have hit that instead of tried to be, tried to be, you know altruistic and, and pass it to a teammate but positive signs from him and from from ronnie lopez who we 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 need to talk about ronnie lopez like the transformation of this guy is unreal like it's yeah. it's really night and day from the player that we saw that came in and i'm not talking about you know his body and okay there's been all this press recently that he's lost uh, five kilos and he's put muscle mass on and his face even looks different. And a scout from Sevilla came in to see him for the Fener game and he was like, wow, what's this? And how did you do this? And blah, 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 blah. Guys, we're talking about a player that joined and the first couple of appearances he made, there's there's one thing I remember from both, uh, both his first appearances. I think one was against... Uh, Ludogorets or was it in the no not Ludogorets it was against Slovan at home where he comes on and he yeah and his ball control was so heavy he'd get the ball on the right and he'd cut inside and then he'd you know hit it in front of him and he wouldn't be able to reach it he's like what what is this like a 25 million pound player that can't control the ball and can't dribble like and keep the ball close to his feet and it's like what the hell is going on here and just couldn't run like couldn't keep up couldn't track back and now all of a sudden you like i don't know about you but watching the watching the fener game on on thursday he was out muscling players in in midfield winning the ball back mm. and and yeah today it was for me it was the most dangerous player on the pitch for us every time he got the ball he was, you know, lifting and doing that thing, that, those feints with his feet, and he yeah. was getting past defenders, whipping the balls in. He had that shot against the post. I was yeah. a bit, I was a bit annoyed to see him come off, frankly. And I, I had a little bit of a moment on on Twitter where I said, "Okay, what the hell are you doing, taking off our best player? It's nil nil, mm -hmm. and bringing on Valbuena on the 65th minute." So, I, yeah. okay. And then Valbuena, of course, scores that free kick at the end of the game, and then yeah. everybody comes after me at the end. Yeah. Like, no, but the thing was with Valbuena, he was like usual. Like, I don't know why he's still being played on the wing. Like, it's just useless. Like, I would have much more preferred him. Like, we do the thing where it's just like deja vu all over again, and one side of the field is just wide open. I think the goal for Volos came down that left side where Valbuena was the winger. Uh, I remember there was just a whole, I don't remember. I need to rewatch it. But anyway, I, I much prefer Valbuena in the center nowadays. I just, I, I don't like how he's being used. I think he can still bring so much to the team in the league. And sometimes in Europe, sometimes now going into later stages, not so much. But 
he just needs to be played down the center, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know. It just leaves us so exposed sometimes. Um, we'll see. Maybe against Levadiakos. I think the guys. Uh, I I think the we're playing at home to start. Are we playing at home against Levadiakos? I don't know. We'll see. I think. Uh, don't quote me. I think the first game is at home. I can check that right now. I think so as well. But anyway, no, I'd like to see Valbuena. I'd like to see us play the same formation. Oh no, we're playing away. Anyway, I'd like us to see play the same uh, formation, but I'd like to see Valbuena start in the center, and then I'd like to see uh, maybe Surlis play in the midfield, Buhalakis in the midfield, Markovic, uh, Ba, Christensen, Andrzej, Karbovnik, Onyakuru, maybe one of these kids from the uh, second team. I don't so know. the game, the game's away in Livavia on the first of December. And is there then... away goals now, or is that just UEFA who got rid of that? Do we have away goals in the cup? I, I think that, that that's UEFA, but I'm not sure what they've done. Who anymore. knows? Who knows? So the this is the schedule for for December, guys. We've got Levadiagos on the first on a Wednesday. Then we've got Offi. We travel to Crete on the fourth. That's a Saturday. And then the ninth is Antwerp Olibiagos here in Belgium. Glory days asking where are we from? Uh, I'm living in Belgium, mate, and Labro is in in Switzerland. Switzerland. Um, so that's the ninth, and then we have the twelfth. Uh, Olibiagos Aris. Olibiagos Aris at home after the Antwerp game. That will be a nice game, I believe. Then we have Atromitos away. So that's back to the first fixture of the season again. Uh, we play Atromitos nil-nil in the first fixture of the season. Uh, some of most of you will remember. And then La Mia at home. And then the Christmas break is upon us. We need to, I think we can, I think we can make a I think we can win the league by December this year. I think we can. I think. Well, what are we? Six points clear of Ike, ten points We're, clear of Pauk right now. Pauk point deduction be... surely incoming, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ike play with Panathinaikos on the weekends, and then they go away to Asteras, and then they go away to Anikos. I don't know. I have a good feeling. I think maybe Ike will drop a few points in the coming weeks. I don't know. With Panathinaikos, it's always difficult. Asteras, I think they don't have the best record, so who knows I, I shall we talk real quick about what happened with Pauk? i guess i'll say a few things i agree. i, I just want to say i've watched the game tonight um bits and pieces of the game okay i watched most of the game it was like a really angry atmosphere in the tumba tonight like um you could feel it like bombs were going off flares were being thrown on the field with just no uh no problem but <clears throat> But it, it, it was an angry atmosphere. Like you could tell, like the fans had just had enough with this team and Luchescu and the players. And like it was, it was just like, it was hot. And when we get to that 90th minute point, um, I think it's Sudgren, the right back from Sweden, goes for the throw in. And there was a bang, like, a, like one of the sound bombs that went off. And like the guy's like holding his ear, like, Jesus Christ, my ears just gone off because because one of the one of the um, what's it called Sm bombs went off, and in that corner you can tell in that corner where he's at like there's some shit going down, and right there he goes in for another throw in, and you can tell there was just an organized rush like five six flares come on the fit pitch, and you just see like thirty dudes run out, and it was. It was just like, okay, we've we've had enough. Like, you guys can't even win the ball now. Like, we're ending the game for you tonight. And they're mad. They were really like that. That's my big takeaway. Like, it was it was rough. Um, the classic. Orcs strike back. Yeah, I. That's I it, mate. It's as simple. As no, that, but I, I I'll just say like, oof, like they're. It's a really toxic atmosphere they have at that club right now. I, you would have thought Luchescu come back, you know, happy moments, we're back, blah, blah, blah. But it's the fans are against the administration of the team, it feels a bit now. You know, the, Savidis hasn't been around. He's been in Russia. I don't even know the last time he's been in Greece, you know, to see the team. And I think slowly but surely there's uh, – um, there, there's – 
there's something going on in Pauk. I don't know. I'm not a Pauk fan. I watched the goddamn game. I may read an article every now and then, but the anger you felt in that stadium tonight was really, really strong. I like just from a neutral perspective, you know, it wasn't even like we're pushing our players to go on. It was like, we hate you. Like even our own players, we hate you bastards, you know? So I don't know. That's just my point from tonight. I, I'm reading people saying they are not going to get a point deduction. That you know, you know why? Absurd. It's I, just I, absurd. It's so I, I remember all of this discussion because they changed the rules. Um, they ch- changed the rules fairly recently, if I'm not mistaken. Because basically, this has been happening so much in Greek football recently that clubs were making the case that oh, because we can't find a way together with you know the police and the relevant authorities, we can't find a way to to control control the stadiums and control the fans and uh, avoid that they pitch invade or rush or you know light flares etc they said point deductions are unfair um so we settle for matches without fans so that was kind of a conscious you know decision and discussion amongst the clubs with the with the Super League, the the Federation, and and the rules were were adjusted as such because this was happening just far too often. And to be fair, I can't remember when the last time was something like this happened. I can't remember when the last time something like this happened. Probably another Pout game. Yeah, I'm going to... It was a big throwback. I was muted. My bad. It was a big throwback tonight. It was like, Jesus Christ, where are we? 2015 again? 2014? It was... uh, I understand. Also, we should say Gate 4... for Pauk has been closed uh, because they didn't agree with the vaccine uh, pass. So I think it's only been open like the past two, three games. So welcome back, guys. Like, I don't know. It's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. And you had some Pauk fans even on social media saying that it should be closed permanently. I don't know. I saw that. I saw that. Pauk fans saying that they close gate four and... I don't know. There was uh, a lot of people talking about like, oh, like these people hate football. They're just anarchists and they're bastards and they're whatever. They. Uh, yeah. Christos says stadiums must have cameras and arrest the orcs. Yeah, yeah mate. It, but it, it's all about it's all about the having the will to kind of enforce yeah. some 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 real measures here. Like, but and it's and it's not just the federation or the super league. It's the clubs themselves. Like the clubs themselves, they have to. They have to make that shit stop. In England, if you, anyone that's been to an English football stadium, you sit in the stands, and there's a sign in front of you, yeah, looking at the looking at the pitch and the signs. They say, if you walk onto the pitch or if you pitch invade, you will never set foot in an English football stadium ever again. It's very clear. For for me, it's very clear, guys. I have nothing to do on the pitch. Fans belong in the stands. They do their part in the stands, and the footballers, they're on the football pitch. Got nothing to do with it. Yeah. But do they want to enforce something like that in Greece? Do they have the balls to go against some of these guys? Uh, I think what should be done is very clear and easy. The problem is implementation and and the will to do it. I you you know I'm a big. I guess like out of everyone on the podcast, I have, I'm, I'm very like fan, you know, like I love the flares. I like uh, things like that, but it's true. Like on the pitch, there's no relationship personally. I think there's a place for the fans confronting the players and speaking with the players. I know a lot of people are against that, but I do believe that's something important. I believe the fans being able not like we've seen with Marseille where they break down the doors and they attack the fans or with Sporting, but the fans send representatives and they talk with the players, they talk with the coach, they talk with the president. I'm a big fan of this. And when the players aren't getting results, the Pauk fans of Gate 4 have every right to go to the training ground and gather them all around and say, who the hell are you clowns? Like, I am perfectly okay with that. But the In a control... In a control, in a controlled way, and this has happened quite a few times, and a lot of people don't like it. Personally, I'm fine with it. I I I think back as well to 
the incident with Ike last yeah. season when they lost to us 5-1 and you had the four or five guys like telling them, bah, 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 bah. like, I'm fine with that. I know people make fun of that. I'm fine with that probably off camera. But l- listen, like, the fans m- are very important. And I think some some should have, uh, like, organized fans. The the Some of the supporters should have the they availability to be in touch with the football team. Like in England, like I, if I was an English football fan, like I would have no ability to go, right. Go talk to Mikel Arteta, you know, Arsenal fans will never talk to Mikel Arteta in their life. You know, it's disappointing. We have a fan waiting to join us. Roman Smirnidis introducing Roman. What's up, man? Hello guys. Let me know. You can hear me properly. Yeah, we can hear you well, mate. Welcome. Uh, you, you know, I've, I've been following you for some time, so I thought it was a good idea to to join your lovely company. Hello to everyone. Welcome, man. Thank you for joining us. We've seen your comments. Thank you for following. So what you got anything you want to talk about in specific? We've gone through a lot. Like how, So many stuff to talk about. Um, yeah. First of all, I'm, I'm calling from Moscow. I'm not sure if you know that. I mentioned that yeah. already in the comments. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if we talk about today game, today's game, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I saw the last 30 minutes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Costa. You know, it was literally driving me crazy. Like some months ago, that we were looking for a left back more than a right back. I can see, like, if we take a look at progression of Rebchuk, I'm gonna agree with Costas. He's possibly our like next 10 million plus future transfer. Because he progresses a lot. He progresses a lot. He was always a solid uh, defender. Now you can see that he's improving his offensive skills as well. His crosses are, are like absolutely amazing. He he could be he could have like another assist today. If you remember, like in ninety fifth minute or something, he made the solid cross, but I think it was LRB. He missed like a an open goal. Uh like Rebchuk. He he also he also I think he's a warrior. He also got the foul that that uh, Valbuena scored from. He won the penalty, and we're talking about a, a left back. It's so hard to be an MVP if you're a left back. It's not like a striker. You scored the goal, and bam, you're an MVP. It's much it's much harder than that. I cannot say anything more because I missed like the first sixty minutes of the game. I was away from home. Yeah, well, Nova Sports thought Mathieu Valbuena was the man of the match. I think to a certain extent, yeah, he is a man of the moment. He's scored the winner, but uh, but for me, the yeah, very clear. I've said it. I've said it already today. But Roman, since since you're on, tell us how how did it become? You know, for you, this whole relationship with with Olympiakos and. So you you have uh, Greek heritage, Greek family. Yes, or... obviously I'm half Greek. My father is Russian, my mother is Greek, so I'm not completely strange to the Olympiakos thing. But the weird thing about that is that all my Greek relatives, none of them is Olympiakos supporter. We have Panathinaikos supporter, Pauk supporter, like pretty much everything except Olympiakos, and it doesn't make sense because I was like the younger of all my brothers, cousins, and stuff. And usually, you know, you take from them. All the, all, the, all the things like that. I know it's something divine because no one teached me to be Olympiakos. I don't know how it happened. It's something that it's, it's out of this world. What age group are you? How old are you? I'm on my 30s right now. You're in your 30s. Okay, so okay, you, you've seen some... Anybody who's an Olympiakos fan has seen nice things the last 20... Uh, 20 years now, that, for sure. Yeah, they've also yeah. seen some real shitty things, Costa. We got yeah, to... Gotta... Yeah, well, <laughs> before that in particular, I mean, my generation, I'm 30... I forget how old I am. I'm 35 plus. But I wasn't I wasn't watching football really when we were going through the Pedrina Hronia, like how they called them, like when we weren't winning anything. I started watching when, when Bajevic uh, became the coach, essentially, and we built that Greek team with uh, Jorgatos, uh, Mavrogenidis, Yanakopoulos, Djordjevic, Pursanidis, uh, Kalapialis, all these guys. Um, but yeah, oh God, here we go. Kostas Papa Dimitri was asking, Roman, any talented players that we can look at from, from <laughs> Russia? 
standard uh, question. <laughs> where for ice hockey, maybe for on center and not for football. <laughs> Costa, <laughs> that's the only, I think that's the only sport that Olympiacos doesn't play. It's like we've got ping pong, you know, we've got uh, uh, any, anything under the sun, but we don't have an ice hockey team. Maybe I think Pele was asked from a Russian journalist when Russia is going to be world champions in football. And he said when Brazil is going to be a world champion in ice hockey the same day. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was right. And he was right. You know, I used to... I'm not sure if you know a company called Instat. No. No, it's pretty similar to Opta or Scout. I used to work uh, like for, uh, for a couple of years in this company. I was responsible for the Greek market, let's say. Uh, so I made a, a lot of good friends along coaches, analysts, like from, I mean, like top Super League stuff. Um, and I have a lot of, you know, interesting and funny inside stories. I used to hang a lot with Olympiakos guys. Uh, I made a lot of friends there, by the way. And I can try to bring someone here if you want. I can try that. That would be amazing. There you go, guys. Roman. Uh, Big uh, up Roman's. Movie. Yeah, Roman. Yeah, already. That would be great. No, I. Uh, oh, and I, I see this comment. <laughs> you haven't seen many shitty things like us. Yeah. God bless you, Grigoris. I damn right, probably. But that one season. I love you, Guillaume Gillet, but with the Belgians, goddammit, that was one of the worst years oh, of my life. Nothing. That was nothing. That was nothing compared to the things that, that was like Grigoris and older, older folks have seen. Uh, who, who, who was it made this comment earlier? Thank you, Concept Calcio. Costa does not look 35 plus. Costa 35 doesn't look a day plus, over 25. He could... he could walk into my uni tomorrow. No one would know. <laughs> Met the guy in Frankfurt. But no, I... I don't know. I, I it's it's such a strange year with Olympiacos this year. I feel like it's sometimes I I don't even know. Like it's one of those. It's the transition year. You know, does that make sense? Like yeah. we all know this is it. You know, this is the last year. Like, yeah. I feel well, like I, I, ever, I, I don't. I don't want to get people excited, but you know, I I talked to a, a journalist with some with some good know-how and anybody that watched the um the post game after the Fener game very good episode that was a great the... episode i wasn't there i'm gonna yeah. promote the our own podcast yeah. that was a good episode you know you guys were just talking bullshit that was good <laughs> I, I liked it it was it was a good vibe but um so we 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 had a discussion with with our good friend costas lianos who's he's a journalist for for the sun in the uk and the discussion quickly kind of turned around at some point to who's the next manager going to be. And we did a little countdown, you know, three, two, one, and say the first name that comes to your head. And we both said Ernesto Valverde at the same time. Anyway, I talked to a journalist this week. I'm not going to reveal his name, but he did, you know, he did say to me that is highly likely that could happen this summer. Goddamn, Costa, secret agent, as Costa Papa Dimitrio just said. He's telling us the inside stories. He's breaking. I don't know, guys. Note, note this down. 28th of November, 10 o'clock, uh, 13 past the hour. I don't know. Yeah. I wish. I really wish it. Normally, I don't like it when managers come back to a club, like, you know, going back to... Yeah, like Luchescu at Pauk. How did that go tonight? Yeah, that didn't, that didn't go <laughs> too well. Right. Yes, he. This is the source. Fabrizio no, Romano was no, the source. No, no. Everyone, he's good friend of the pod. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's. It, I I don't know. This year, uh, like I said, I think the league's going to be won by Christmas. Like I think that sounds ridiculous to say, but Pauk is ten points back. Like if there was no, uh, let's say, playoff, I think this would be over. Ver- very very soon i don't know and they have to thank gary's players because the match actually ended today yeah i if i was an otherwise if i was daniel yeah, sundgren after my ear blew off i would have been like screw you i'm not going back on that field. yeah otherwise it was it would be like minus three minus six i don't know how, how it works but definitely the some points would be taken from them yeah uh, we'll see <laughs> Kremlin. i remember kremen Liev, man i remember him I actually remember he he was a right back, wasn't he? He was god awful, bloody hell. 
Him and Ivan Rezic, Ivan Rezic inspired substitution at Liverpool at Anfield in the second half. Jesus Christ. Anyway. But anyway, I we we've droned. I feel like every podcast goes to the same. We're like, oh, the game's decent, but we're like, well, let's talk about other stuff, you know? It seems like every time that's it's like we don't talk about the games very often. We're like, well, that was fun for 15 minutes, and then we're like, let's talk about other stuff, you know. I don't know. We need to. Do you, do you remember a rumor that uh, it was saying uh, Predak George was smoking a lot when he was a player? He was. He was. He was. I, I was. I was. I was talking with a with a guy who used to play in the same team, yeah. like in Olympiacos, obviously. I'm not gonna say his name. Doesn't matter. And I asked him, like, Aki, <laughs> is it true that Predak was smoking? Uh, and he told me literally, Roman, in the halftime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh Can I, like... I, I, I talked to a former footballer about this as well that was on the team. Um, somebody that we've had on the show, actually. He's uh, he's American, not going to say his name, but okay, everyone knows who it is now. Um, <laughs> he, he told me, like, he took, I think he's smoking as well, and Jorgatos was doing, yeah. The Liverpool game, Karaiskagi, Olympiacos Liverpool, 1-0. Jorgatos goes to the toilet to have a cigarette, like however many cigarettes at halftime before they went out. But like apparently um the, the, the guy that I talked to, he spoke to he spoke to doctors and he said because because um because the footballer is like doing so much strenuous activity, he's like he's literally like all of the bad things are just sweating out. So it's not the same impact on the body but like then when it comes to lungs i don't know i still like i remember being in greece and seeing Jorgato and, and georgievich in a in a cafe you know with their fredo or their frappe or whatever and they have two packs of marlboro red on the table and i should be like jesus christ like you're captain <laughs> of the club and you're what kind of example are you setting and you know this young kid now from england in greece in the summer it's like uh, you know, of course, didn't go up to say anything, but it was like, yeah, okay. And do um, you remember the the famous Werder game when he was running like crazy in the 19th minute, and he was like on his like he was 35, 34 already, maybe even uh, older than that. Dole. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting. We'll need to maybe have him on the podcast one day. We'll see to talk about. I don't know if we would. We would definitely not bring that up. We would talk about <laughs> something else. Yeah. Yeah. But what's his name? Mesodozo famously smokes, but he also doesn't run. Also, I need <laughs> to I need to say that freaking Mesodozo throwing his party in Athens and then didn't show up. And love that. Love that. That was brilliant. But yeah. What else? We were Skordaki. gonna do as we say yeah, in Greek. Skor- Eat some garlic. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, we were going to do a short episode today uh, because final season, the students out there listening, you know what's up. It's December, as Costa said. It's go time for all of us. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, happy with the win today. We really didn't talk about Let's Let's talk about the game for five minutes. Roman, you're here. I'm going to just... Well, I cannot judge by the last 30 minutes I saw. I'm just going to say, I'm going to say it was a penalty. I saw Pauk fans saying, like, what is this penalty? It was a penalty. It was soft, but it was a penalty. I'm going to, like, there are some. Okay, let let me phrase it that way. Um, Sometimes, if it's penalty or not, it's up to the referee. Like, do you remember the goal uh, in uh, Tumba, Pauk, the famous goal that was disallowed and blah, blah, blah with Ivan and so on? Like literally bring the like the best referees in the world, top one, top two, top three, and like the hundred best referees, and show them this thing. Like half of, half of them is gonna say it's a goal, and half of them is gonna say it's not. Yeah. There are some like things in football that it's up to the referee. You know, you never know what's gonna be. Yeah. Like, and I understand the the referee who's gonna. Who's gonna give the penalty and the one that's you know, it's not gonna like give that penalty yeah. it's up to the ref but this also goes back to the quality of our media and our discourse you know like i like to read the papers costa likes to read the papers if you're speak the language read the language whatever um as like he passed time i'm at school i'm bored i'm gonna read like whatever 
it always goes back to the referees ever like i want to read about like who was good the play crucial moments but it seems like we always go back to the penalties about the referees about the bullshit and blah 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 and it's like oh god guys like come on come off it you know uh like there's some moments where you're like, okay, this is a bit messed up. But I think Olympiacos is one of the teams with the least amount of penalties in the league this season. And it was as well last season. I think Adi pulled up that statistic. It's on Y Scout. Um Pau Cap, I think, I'm has the most sure penalties. What, but uh. yeah, if if you take the top one teams from all the Europe championships, we have the least amounts of penalties from all of them. Yeah. No, I, I just think today was uh this one wasn't very controversial. I saw it and I was like, okay, he he got the back. Um, and yeah, and then Valbuena cleaned the game with the... One last thing, Osein Uba. Oh, okay. Well, this, I didn't know this. This may be true. I'm trusting it's true. It was our first penalty of the season. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Not in Europe. In Europe, we've scored penalties. I, we were there, Costa. But anyway. Yeah, been, yeah. But in the league, maybe. I don't remember a penalty in the league, but... I don't remember anything. I don't even remember much from today's game. You know, I try to forget all these things. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, guys. Uh, today's game was a bit disappointing. The goals have dried up. Also, I was going to go back to this. Hussein um, Uba on the goal. Like, I know it wasn't all of his blame, but God damn, the guy's miserable. I'm just... But he's I'm, involved again. He's involved he is, again. He's always involved, isn't he? He's just... Yeah, I, 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 is I it that the same thing that happened to Maria? Sort if, of. If you, if you remember, I think it was against uh, Tottenham. Yeah, but against Tottenham. It was a cross, was... though. It was easier for Maria. Like this one was like. It, yeah, it's, it's not the same, but it. Reminds this one was me. like thigh. It was like knee height, you know, and he kind of just threw yeah, the knee yeah, at and, it. Yeah, and, and it was a shot, and it was oh, yeah, okay. I I cannot blame him, but uh, he can do stuff like that. But yeah. just the guy, you know, like you just like. It's just like, mate, you know, if you're going to try and get your foot to it, like at least try and clear it out. And yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's just he's he's always there when something goes wrong. Yeah. And it happens once. It happens twice. It happens three. It's not coincidence anymore. Yeah. It's like, no matter it's like how many, much, you know, like how many, you know. It's like no things, matter how many chances yeah. they want to give him and say, you know, he needs to play. It's like, yeah, he does need to play, but. I don't know. Maybe we have a bias. Like, there's. It's not just me or. Yeah, Lombard. it could be. I see, yeah, I see. I see a lot of fans calling to see this Serbian kid play. Yeah. Like, it can't be possible that you know he's captain of his under twenty one team. He's the best player on the Partizan team the whole of last season, and he's, you know, behind Avram Papadopoulos in the pecking order, or he's not That's getting right, a. Yeah. He's not getting a chance against rubbish greek teams like in a in a league game and i think yeah yeah completely go ahead no, no i'm done i think we are missing uh as we say in greece a gefalikos central midfielder the one that plays like with his mental aspects rather than his physical mm. do you remember like henriksen of panathinaikos he was slow he was slim he wasn't fast he wasn't tall but he was compo- like he had amazing composure, amazing positioning. We, we had a player like that. I'm not sure if you remember Schurer. Yeah, I remember Gabby. Yeah, you remember him. He was like he was exactly the same. I'm not like I'm not comparing them. Obviously, Henriksen was a god, but he he had that style, you know, that I'm playing with my mind and not my body. We're missing a player like that mm. at the back. Uh... Do you yeah, know no, what? This is going to sound sorry. crazy, but sometimes Maria was very nice on the ball and his passing was quite good. I remember. Was shit, though. No, I will tell you, yeah, for sure. But I remember uh, when I was in the stadium against, uh, for fuck's sake, with Basak Shir, this guy, he was in the corner and he did this yeah. type of roulette fake pass, swung it out into the center and lobbed the ball up to the center, headed it on. Uh, Rangelovic runs on, and that was the penalty that got us through. That's, um, I remember seeing that, and I was like, this was amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I re- the concentration wasn't there for the guy, but some of his technical ability, I, I, I said to Adi, I remember when we were dealing with him, like, 
maybe we can throw this guy into the midfield, you know, because his passing, his touches were decent. Anyway, I don't want to rehash media. It's like speaking of Rangelovic, by the way, how he's doing in his fantastic. In his... You you hearing about this? I think very yes. well. Yeah. And you, you know how that translates in my mind that we needed to load him like two years, earlier. three years yeah. before earlier. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true. I think he's going to come back and he may make something. You know, I have a good feeling. And I think Usainu Ba, you know, alone to a Saint Etienne type team in the winter would be fantastic. But I just don't know with Copa Africa and our depth at the central defender position whether that's plausible. But. I think that would really help. See, that's what I was thinking as well. It's like either alone or he needs to go in January, but who the hell is going to buy him? But uh... No, I think it would be great for him to play games. And I think to be in a country where he speaks the same language as well. Has Costa, we'll sell Maria for two million. I mean, come on. Yeah, but him for him, like the uh, how to say in English, the, the there was no there was no way back. There was no way back yeah. for Media after the Tottenham game. Yeah, he, made, he, he made the penalty at home against Kane oh. when we played them. No, I mean, if we could sell Maria for two millions, we can sell Usain Ba for even more. If they really guys, want to sell him, yeah. if they really want to sell him, they'll find somewhere to. Ba has shown in the Emirates, he's shown in Europe that he can play football. Some team in France, you know, like they would throw five, six million euros at the guy for no problem. Like, you know what I mean? The guy's 25. He's strong. He has the body, as we say. Um, I think he's a perfect player for for that that type of level at the moment. If he, I don't think he can make the next step anymore. I unfortunately, he's but. just back. Like he's regressed. He's regressed. Like he he's improved. regressed massively. He improved yeah, yeah. a lot, and like he had confidence, and then that injury, and then that red card against Arsenal. You know, I don't think he was fit. When he played that Arsenal game, when he got the red card, and then there was mm. little Goretz again. And in Greek, you say "masih gabs, masih gabs So many times he's burnt us, man. He's done. Like for me, yeah. for me, it's like okay, I want to see the next guy. That's football, man. It's like you're not good enough. You're not playing well. There's like one or two other guys waiting to take the opportunity, and that's the way it should be. Like no favoritism. Not because he's French. Not because Modesto wants to sell players and look good. I'm being probably more open than I should be right now, but but yeah, that's the way I feel about it. Anyway, um, we should we should wrap up soon. Labro, do you want to go through some more some more comments? I did drop the uh, the the uh, what is it the link into the chat one more time. Roman, thanks a lot, mate, for coming on. Uh, thank thanks you very much you. for for you know you're always like in in and out and supporting us and we really appreciate it man. Yeah. thanks for coming and on. be in touch on social media as well if uh, yeah, i if... Ha- i have to find you is, is that facebook instagram we are everywhere, everywhere. gate 7 okay. international i'll make sure twitter instagram and yeah sure 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 perfect thank you so much for coming that's on vidanya. guys is that even right that's vidanya. yeah that, that's right can you see these two oh, like here. no can you Wait, see I have two cascol, how you say? Oh, yeah, uh, I can see the uh, red. I can see is the red. it this yeah. side yeah. or all the other side? Okay. Well, uh, small quiz. One is Olympiacos, obviously, the red one. Yeah. What, what's, yeah. what's the other one? Uh, locomotive. Oh, you're so you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> you're not uh, you're not uh, Spartak because that's it's uh, a bit of, Locomotive yeah. have got a bit of green, haven't they? It's like green and red. I think it's the only team in in the world like that combines green and red, which is mm. very weird for an Olympiacos fan. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's like it's like a slither of green along the red, though. It's like red is the main color, though, right? Uh, like it's 50-50. Okay, okay. All right, but you're red. It's fine. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have red there as well. Yeah, that's true. Bravo. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know. Thanks, ma'am. See you next Thank you, time. Guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye, everyone. Thanks, Roman. Labrador, okay, I just, I, I just yeah. realized like you haven't, you know, you've got something next to you there that you're just dying to show everybody, right? What? Uh, what? My the the lawnmower four point Like tell oh, us about Jesus. The I thought you were saying my jersey. Oh, we we're talking about guys. I got the new lawnmower 4.0. I know Peter had it and was giving it the good shout out. Listen up, everyone. I don't have a lot to say about this product other than to go get it. Also, I'm going to say it is. 
good. It's it works well. I've tried it. I've tried it. My girlfriend likes it as well. I'll leave it out there. She hopefully doesn't see this. But yeah, we'll say that. <laughs> so buy the goddamn lawnmower. Also, the other products they have, like the cream and whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna stop there. Buy that too. It's good stuff. You're and this is your last chance. Hard. Like, guys, this is so, we we really are, we're on a trial basis. So, like, if you can buy this stuff, it massively helps the podcast for us to get a permanent contract with Manscaped. I don't yeah, know, guys. We're not we're not even in in this to make money, but seriously, like, we want to make some shirts. Yeah, I want to make I want to make stickers shirt. to put smack on a stadium somewhere. So, seriously, guys, like, yeah. If, if you guys are looking for a trimmer, like, please don't use the same clippers for your face and for your balls. Like, that's so freaking horrible. Like, go and buy a new trimmer. Like, seriously, 20% off with the code G7INTL at manscaped.com. Do it. Buy one for Christmas. We've literally got until tuesday next week so a couple of days left guys and then this is this the deals the deals off yeah so and uh, like, uh i saw a question have you tried the deodorant i have indeed it's fantastic it's good stuff did, did your girlfriend like it i'm sorry i don't know i should i will kill you you see this light like what the fuck like, like let's say like it's snowing right now in switzerland like i the power goes out i'm just like what the hell is going on at? <laughs> look at that look at that light so it points in the right direction, right? You know, it helps you guide like the, the trimmer. Think I think that. I lo- <laughs> anyway, Agonite, that's it. I don't know. I think my um, my computer was like, what the hell's going on here? The, the the internet's cutting out right now. This can't go public. But anyway, just uh, like it works as self-defense. That's the main point. Like, let's say someone comes in the house. I'm just like, anyway, that's it. That's it. Multi-purpose. Dimitris Theodoru, um, mate, the Antwerp game. Uh, Dimitris is asking about the Antwerp game. I hope so, mate. If it does, if there are no, you know, if if fans are allowed to go, then I'm going to be there 100%. Um, so the thing is, I don't know what's going to happen this week because we've had this Botswana strand appearing in Belgium. And I don't know if the measures are going to get more extreme by the end of this week or the, yeah. the coming week. That is here in Switzerland, so, they put quarantine back on for people coming from the Netherlands and the UK. So uh, I wouldn't have been able to go actually with exams, but fingers crossed when we go through, I'll be wherever we are as long as yeah. it's not Eastern and somewhere. If we- if we are allowed to travel, if we are allowed to travel, um, pe- people from Greece come over or listeners, wherever you are, uh, look me up, look me up, send us a message on, on Instagram and, uh, you know, take a picture or something in the stadium. That'll be fun. Just scrolling through some of the other comments. Uh, this was a nice point Spiros Christodoulou made about the team's physical condition. This was something I mentioned a couple of pods uh, earlier, that there was an interview of the fitness coach, uh, uh, Christos Mourikis, in Protathletis a couple of weeks ago, and he was he was talking about the team's physical condition, it would, that it would improve and that they've you know foreseen and they've put a plan together, etc. I also saw that a little bit, to be honest, today. It's something that went through my mind while I was watching the game, that I, I just saw that the... Treximata of, of the team, the the ability to run after the ball and go up and down the pitch was was much better, and I saw that as well in in Jan and Villa, who who I always expect a lot of in in the midfield. He was cutting passes out in in the passing lanes. He was getting back in the box, clearing balls, um, you know, spraying the ball out left and right. Um, so. I hope so. I hope we do return to that level of fitness. Um, Moving forwards, uh, other comments. Great comment by by Roman about about needing a, a centre back with you know brain at the back. We don't really we don't really have that. You know, Chlapata says we need an Olaf Melberg, Manola type of centre back. Maybe yeah, Manolas and Melberg. They didn't get to play together. No, they didn't get to play together. That would have been. That would have been pretty damn good. Costadino says, hi, lads. Currently studying ancient Greek because I have an exam tomorrow. Wish me luck. Galipitichia, my friend. Good luck. Damn. God damn. Yeah. Okay. Those, are, better, those are rough exams. <laughs> better you than me, mate. 
B team guys, Bagalian is a good replacement for Bar. I like I like Bagalian's too. The, the first game I saw him against Park, he looked brilliant. I don't know what happened against Larissa, the Apollon Larissa, the two-two draw. Like, did he play? Was there? An, I think Zolagis was away. There was another keeper playing. I don't know what happened there. What else do we have? Oh Jesus! People are reminding me of Santana. <laughs> those I saw those. Do you remember in Kiev? Jesus, those were bad days. Christos is asking Labro out of curiosity, which players have signed the t-shirt in the background? Ooh, good question. Uh you know a lot of them. I will give you some Ibagaza signed it, Torosidi signed it, Verde signed the shirts, Avram. Uh decent uh signatures. I bought the jersey too. I bought the I didn't get it signed one on one, but all right, I bought it recently, not recently, but I bought it uh, for myself over the quarantine. Give myself a present. Chalapatas, <laughs> real joker here. If we reach the finals of the Europa, do we get free Manscaped products? I think surely, yes. Surely, Manscaped, we will be in touch with them and they will provide an Olympiacos <laughs> giveaway. Surely. Surely. Is that all we have time for? It is indeed. It is. You heard the man. You heard the Clippers. Guys, Labro, always a pressure, my friend. Indeed. Uh, thank you guys for joining. Uh, <laughs> and everyone who listened so far, or Gates have an international podcast. Thank you for joining. The next episode will be Thursday. We may have a special guest on Thursday. Not... Uh, wait, so yeah, people were asking this. Next Friday, we're trying to confirm with a special guest who I won't name now because he's not confirmed. But next Friday, watch this space. Special episode coming up on the national team. We, we didn't... I'm not... Okay, stop. Don't don't say anything now, Labro. I mm. want to talk about the national team and Van Schip. Oh, we, we didn't even say John Van Schip got fired. I should have said this at the beginning of the podcast. Jesus Christ. He's gone. That's it. We're new coach coming. He's That's gone. It. He's gone. What next? We're going to talk about that hopefully on Friday. Check out all the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'll let you know as soon as that's confirmed. Big one coming up. Big name from the Greek media. That's all I'll say. Thank you for watching. Until next time. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you will never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Sto mialo kati magiko.